Hey, it's 5 p.m. Time to clock out. As the myth, the phenomenon, the one-eyed legend, Fetty Wap, once said, Hey, what's up? Hello! Okay, that sounded better in my head when I thought I'd been in the shower, but you get the gist of it. I'm just trying to say, welcome back to... Spiling After Five! Hey, we're back! Better than never! Hey, we're back! Hey, better than never! Episode 2, yup! And let's go! Episode 2, yeah! Okay, I am doing the absolute most. But I deserve to, because I got episode 1 out of the way! Episode 1! Okay, I, as you can tell, I am so excited, because I always feel like the hardest part of executing something is starting. Starting troubles can really make or break you. A lot of people are sitting on their best ideas but they're just too scared to start and i'm just really glad that the first episode received so much love and support from you all so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart i hope you guys keep up that energy you know i hope we can go on a nice journey together and yes okay a lot has happened since we last spoke so let's get into a sparks notes of the week so if you're wondering why you haven't heard from me in a while and it's very foolish of me because I didn't touch on this in the last episode and when I say this I mean the cadence of the podcast but this is a bi-weekly podcast I shall be dropping a new episode every other week so yes yeah, stay tuned every other week on Thursdays after five period now let's get straight into the updates so on a personal level, I literally struggled this past couple of weeks, and that was because I got a really bad allergic reaction, and it was my first allergic reaction ever, which is quite unfortunate. Um, it was unfortunate for very, for various reasons. Number one, I was eating my favorite meal, Pad Thai, from my favorite local restaurant. So it essentially went like this. After a long working day, I ordered Pad Thai because I deserved it. Duh. And... While I was eating it, I started feeling a weird sensation all over my body. And I just thought that, wow, Tofumi, you're really hungry. Like, that's why it's slapping this hard. But then as I continued to eat it, the sensation got really bad. Like, I got lightheaded. I started feeling, like, super hot. And I did what anyone else would do, which was run straight to the mirror because I am a narcissist. And I wanted to make sure that whatever I was feeling was not affecting how hot I look no but all jokes aside I just went straight to the mirror because that was my first instant and I literally looked at my body and it everywhere was red it was filled with hives and I freaked out and I also knew it was bad so I literally sprinted downstairs and I yelled mommy yes I still call my mom mommy because she deserves all the love and I feel like that's a like, mom is so cold. Like, you know what I mean? Add some mommy. But besides the fact, she um, immediately blamed it on the messed up eating schedule, which made no sense because I was eating as I got it. But whatever. She's the doctor of the house. Um, and yeah, it, it was really bad. And the entire symptoms of the entire uh, um, allergic reaction took a toll on my body. But I'm back better than ever. 
I am still actually recovering. Like, it was genuinely that bad. But we thank the Lord and everyone thank God for me because, yes, as I said, I survived. And one thing I did learn, a key takeaway for you, is that whenever you're faced with health anxiety or if you find that you're a hypochondriac or you're still some sort of hypochondriac um, symptoms, a way to alleviate it is remind yourself that a couple weeks from that moment that you're feeling really bad or your health is not as good, you have to remind yourself that you're going to feel better. So two weeks or a month or so from now, you're going to be fine by God's grace. But yes, that was me. I was literally struggling all for the past two weeks, but we made it. But while I was struggling, the earth, the world was just going into shits. I mean, Bill Cosby was released. And I don't even want to get into this because honestly, I was just really disappointed overall. Like that's my feeling of everything. The biggest disappointment was seeing people my age or even younger or older cheer for the fact that he was released. It was it was just sheer embarrassment. Like, okay, you're tweeting, yes, Bill Cosby has been released. And is he going to see that tweet? No, but we now know that you're a supporter of a sexual predator, um, a sexual offender, or whatever they coin him as, which is just really bad. Someone who just really embarrassed me was Felicia Rashad, who was the dean of Howard University. Um, just imagine waking up one day and seeing your dean tweet and praising a sexual offender blew my mind away like what and she was like yes finally justice has been served i was like man they clearly gave the job to the wrong person how can you do that like that's so embarrassing and so it it makes everyone feel so unsafe and uncomfortable Ugh. And a lot of people in the comments. And uh, the worst thing is that Bill Cosby had the audacity to come on Instagram and start s- posting pictures saying, thank you, I'm here to make a change. Yeah, we didn't ask for this. Like, we already have OJ Simpson living life freely. So to have you on top of that, who are they going to release next? No, who? I don't even want to say R. Kelly. Nope. Nope. No. <sighs> But yeah, that was that. Um, Shakari Richardson was another huge news that kind of broke over the past few weeks. Uh, for those who do not know her, um, which is weird, I feel like everyone heard about her. But essentially, she became like the fastest woman in America. She won like the 100 meter race um, in during the Olympics trial. But unfortunately... She tested positive for marijuana. Marijuana. Um, what just blew my mind away is how she was breaking records while being, while being high. Like, is that talent or what? Like, that's, that's a superpower. She didn't even have to try. <sighs> but yeah, um, they suspended her. And it caused her to lose her position in the Olympics. And it kind of sucked, you know. I, I kind of felt bad that she had to apologize for for her reason as to why she used it and for those who do not know she essentially lost her mom she found that she her mom passed away like when she was about to race which is so terrible like i can't even imagine what she must have been feeling in that moment and i i just feel for her 
And I know a lot of people were saying that, oh, well, she knew the law and everything. But I guess you never really know what someone is going through unless you're actually in that situation. So you, I feel like most people were saying that don't really know what it feels like to lose someone and then be asked to perform at your best. So that was really sad to see and hopefully they don't shaft her honestly the olympics was just giving like super bad vibes like we need to revisit the entire rules it's just it's given ancient it's given oppressor like there were just a lot of things going on around the olympics i don't even know why they're still having it like it's not that big of a deal i'm sure we can do without it but whatever i guess a lot of investments were put in it um oh the ocean was on fire. Gulf of Mexico, to be exact. Um, I guess a pipeline burst. It was like an underwater gas leak. God. It was terrifying. I'm not going to lie. When I seen the videos, I literally thought it was like a, a scene from a movie or like a trailer. And I was like, oh, I got to tell my friends to watch. And then I realized that this was real life. It was terrifying. <laughs> Someone tweeted... They're like, so is it because of the plastic straws? Like, can you imagine? We're all out here using paper straws, and this is still happening. Like, it just shows us that we have a lot of work to do. And a lot of these organizations and institutions in general, they won't let up. And essentially, it really all dials down to them. I feel like a lot of citizens, we know our role that we play in the whole discord about um global warming and climate change so i'm just tired man like everyone needs to put their heads together and really just save the earth save the turtles save the bees man save the human species like i'm tired on top of that yeah we're not even done there is apparently space wars happening richard branson Mr. Virgin Airlines, uh, is, is there an Atlantic? I, I don't know. But Virgin Airlines, he beat Jeff Bezos and went out in space. Honestly, it was so funny because I went on his Instagram page and he he posted like, yeah, you can go on, um, go to space or something for like $250,000. Like a normal person just has that lane around. I was just like, you know what? I appreciate your delusion, but good for him, I guess. Congrats. <laughs> Whatever. And lastly, the Euro Cup occurred. And to be honest, I'm, I feel like I'm the worst person to be even be talking about this. I only watch soccer every four years when the World Cup when the World Cup happens. Wait, does that happen every four years or two years? I don't remember, but that's the only time I chime in and watch soccer and the only experience that i have with soccer was um being on the soccer team in grade 10 i don't even know how i got on that team i think i just looked athletic but i i genuinely sucked but whatever but yes italians won someone tweeted congratulations to woodbridge ontario congrats to them and there was a lot of like think pieces being written about you know, the racism that the black British players face, specifically the black British players who missed their penalty shot. And to be honest, I already expected it. 
I I was not even surprised. I was like, are we still writing think pieces about this? Like, come on. We already knew they're going to be calling them monkeys. You're going to be calling them any sort of rude, disgusting things, which, of course, the players don't deserve. But I was not surprised by that. I was like, we need to just, yeah, like save our words for it. But I'm, I was really glad to see the amount of support that a lot of these players received. So kudos to them. And I, and uh, do you know what I was thinking? I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, this is a whole nother level of working under pressure. Yeah. Like we all have it on our resume. We all say during interviews, oh, I can work under pressure. No, that was terrifying. Like the fact that they were even able to kick the ball. Yeah, that was a whole nother level for me. And I got to give kudos to them again for carrying the team on their backs. But yes, that's basically what happened over the past couple of weeks. I feel like the world is just going through so much. There's still Mrs. COVID. I've, everyone's mentioning something about the Delta. I don't even want to go into it. But yes, everyone, please stay safe. Rihanna still hasn't dropped an album. It's been raining every other day in Ontario. And yes, man, let's just hope that the next couple of weeks go by smoothly, you know? But yeah, how was your week? I just talked a lot. So today we'll be talking about the great resignation or the great reshuffling or as I see it, freedom, peace of mind, getting what you truly deserve honestly raise your hand if within the last month or so you've received at least three goodbye emails from people you know i mean is it really a work week without a goodbye email from one of your co-workers is it really a work day if you didn't receive a linkedin notification informing you that xyz has started a new position or someone is on your timeline declaring their love for an organization which honestly i love by the way Basically, what I'm trying to say is that turnover is at an all-time high, regardless of how reputable you are or how reputable your organization is, I should say, not you. (laughs) Um, But just to throw in some stats, according to LinkedIn News, 33% of young Canadian Gen Zs and millennial professionals are pursuing a new job. And honestly, when I seen that number, I was like, "Mm, that's pretty low. Are you sure you're serving the right people or serving the right sample size, I should say? But honestly, I feel like if they surveyed the amount of people that think of quitting every day, that would be 95%. I fear the organizations would be terrified of that number. But basically... I'm not trying to stress you out or anything today, but I'll be diving into why you should always keep an updated resume, the main reasons why people quit, in case you need some sort of direction with that. And I guess the do's and don'ts of the job search right now, you know, the job market is not easy. We all know that regardless of how much um, people are quitting and getting new jobs, it is still pretty hard to land a job. So just wanted to share some tips and tricks. But before we actually get into that, I'm going to fast forward a little bit and share my favorite part of the entire movement, which is the goodbye and farewell emails. I promise you, man, these are so underrated. 
I never thought that I'll be getting so much serotonin from an email. And I guess it's safe to say that I've accumulated a fair amount of goodbye emails over the past couple, how I was going to say a couple of years, but I'll say mainly over the past year. And I've been able to categorize a goodbye message into four different buckets, which are the generic one, the empathetic one, the aha in your face one, and the non-existent one. They're also funny in their own way, but I think the generic one is one of my favorite because it really shows how done <laughs> a person is. Like they didn't even bother to tweak it, like um, the goodbye message they copied from someone else a little bit. It usually goes something like, hey, yeah, just to inform me, I'm leaving. So thanks for the time here or whatever. I'm clearly just doing this for formalities, but I'm not trying to burn any bridges. So yeah, okay. I built so many relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the other person said. Um, And here's my personal email on LinkedIn, but Loki, please don't reach out to me. Like, don't. And I always cackle when I see this because it's so funny. They're just done. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. You don't have to do the most when you're leaving. Like you've you've done your time here and it's time to just leave peacefully. The empathetic one is actually the hilarious one because it's usually from people that you think are going to stay at the firm for a long period of time. And I think out of guilt, they begin professing their love for the organization. And it usually goes something like, hey, Oh my god, I am so sorry to break it to you, but I'm leaving. And I just wanted to remind you that this does not change anything. We are still family, yeah? I learned how to smile because of you. I learned how to live life because of you. And honestly, Loki, I'm always like, come on now. We know you've been planning this since you started, but kudos to you. You don't have to have any guilt as you're quitting. It's okay. It's fine, you know? The aha! In your face one is the realest one, in my opinion. Because the people are usually just like, hey, yeah, I'm sure you've heard that I'm leaving. Because I spent the last couple of weeks telling everyone that I'm leaving. And I mean, even though I already told you that I'm leaving, I am sending you this email again to remind you. And oh, yeah, whatever. All the best to you. But I'm going to XYZ organization and they're bigger and better. And whatever, stay safe here. And I always die. I love it when people tell me or inform everyone what their next steps are. It's just like a ha in your face. I'm going after my dreams, which I love. And then last but not least, there's the non-existent one, which is, I would say, just my favorite, to be honest, because this is where anyone who as just given the two weeks or anyone who has just quit just they don't even say anything it's just pure silence and the next thing you see is a linkedin post of how they've changed their position to a new organization i'm just like oh that's the best way to go go seamlessly go peacefully you know no one wishing you fake farewells and all of that but i guess my question to you is which one are you or which one would you be if you were to quit I'm still waiting for someone to attach a meme to their email. I mean, like, let's make it exciting a bit. Don't steal my idea. Um, but yeah, let me know which one you are. When I started my research for this, I was really curious to see if job hopping was a more modern or ancient term. So then I started doing research about the origins of job hopping and then I got a little distracted and then I deviated from that a little bit. But then... I find out, yes, I'm whispering. 
I find out that baby boomers themselves, who are always low-key judging everyone for quitting, they were the kings and queens of job hopping. Basically, research shows that baby boomers held an average of 12.3 jobs from ages 18 to 52, and nearly half of the jobs that were held from ages 18 to 24. So basically, by age 24, I'm trying to do some quick maths here, but most of them already had an average of six jobs under their belt. And depending on who you are, this can be seen as high or low amount. And of course, I didn't consider some factors such as the state of the job market then, the type of jobs they were actually getting. I didn't want to get too deep into that rabbit hole. And But the key takeaway here is that I think you should start looking for a new job or just re-enter the job market. Fun fact, actually really, really sad fact, I heard from a TikTok. Yes, I'm quoting a TikTok. I heard from a TikTok that staying at the same job for over two years will reduce your lifetime earnings by 50%. Huh? And I mean, it makes sense because when you get a new role, you are given the opportunity to renegotiate or hopefully you're taking a higher pay. But if you're not, it's okay. But I'm sure there's other reasons. But yes, man. And if you find that you are still not convinced as to why you should re-enter the job market because blah, 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 stability, you're somewhat convinced yourself to dedicate and sacrifice your life to an organization that is not yours, yikes. I have some reasons as to why you should re-enter the job market. I'm just so determined to get you dusting off your resume today. So number one, most likely going to be making more and I'm sure there's some stats out there that shows the average percent increase in a person's income when they switch their job. I'm sorry, I didn't, I don't have that for you right now. Um, but I do know that getting a new job gives you the opportunity to renegotiate. I'm not saying that you can't do that in your current role right now, but there are always so many organizations out there willing to pay you more because you're just that talented. And I mean, it won't kill you to have a couple more bucks in your pocket. Come on. Number two. We don't have major life obligations yet. I mean, none of us have a family of our own or a family of our own that I know of. And that means that it doesn't require us to settle. No one is holding us back. You can apply to more remote jobs. Apply to that job in Madagascar that you've been looking at. Come on, just do it. And if I hear you saying things like, oh, I'm just going to manage the pain of this organization because um, five years from now it's going to pay off. Stop. Yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, yes, you you should require instant gratification from a job right away. But by choosing to settle, if you find that you are settling, you're cheating yourself. Number three. I think this is the last one. I don't remember how many I said I had. But number three, this is the last one. There are so many cool type of works out there. I'm not even joking. We're making so much advancements as a society and if you're still in the job that's making you do mundane tasks all the time, yeah, I'm sorry, you have to rethink it. There's so many more options in life, and I want you to think bigger because you are just that talented. Oh my god, am I tapping into my Gary V? Is this what Gary V does? I, I just heard of him. I never really watched his videos. Anyways, now I hope that I've somehow convinced you to kind of dust off your resume and just kind of get shopping for jobs, you know? Oh my god, was this the first time I said, you know? I don't remember. Um, but yes, here are some do's and don'ts of the job search. 
Number one, never underestimate your experience. There's so many underqualified people, man. I promise you. So I'm sure that you can get that role. You know, you don't need that 10 years of experience. So we're still apply. Sometimes I feel like some jobs, they just say like, yes, we want 20 years of experience that they're just playing hard to get. So just apply and you never know which one you'll land. Number two, so there's a lot of organizations hiring right now and it's becoming more competitive and it's just making the job search a bit more of a pain. So one thing I will say is try to leverage your network. Like, I promise you, you never know who's going to end up helping you. Network across, network upwards. Like, do whatever you can to just keep yourself talking to people and you never know how the person will end up helping you. Obviously, don't just talk to them with the intent of them helping you. Like, go about it the right way. Like, actually be interested in what they're doing. But yeah, like, Talk to people, man. You can't do everything by yourself. And if you can, good for you. Number two. Did I say number two? Right? That, number three. Patience is key. I know. We're all used to instant gratification. But sometimes you win some, you lose some. And if you keep getting rejections, don't be sad. Just keep going. And one thing I used to say is don't get attached to a job. Because if you do and you get rejected then you will just be discouraged throughout. So just keep applying, keep going, one rejection, hopefully try to get some feedback. If they don't give you, it's okay. But it's your rejection does not mean that you're not qualified. It just means that, you know, there might be someone a little bit better than you, but it's okay because you're still great. No one is you. And lastly, prayers up for yourself, man. Just don't put too much pressure. This is all fun and games. Like, the stats show it. But, like, if you truly enjoy where you are right now, then stay. If you don't, just keep job searching. If you enjoy where you are right now, I would also say that you should still keep an updated resume. Because you just never know. And to end things off, remember what Chris Jenner said. If someone is saying no to you, you're talking to the wrong person person or in this case organization you know so you can do it episode two is done we're done i'm happy please let me know how you liked it and oh i had one question for you all should i start an instagram page for this I was thinking that, hey, I typically struggle with managing multiple Instagram pages, so I should just repurpose my original Instagram to Fumi page into a spiraling after, spiraling after five one. But let me know. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts, comments, concerns, feedback. I love it all. I love you, and I hope you have an amazing next couple of weeks. But until then, try not to spiral too much. Try not to spiral. Bye.